the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 289 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. For this, we're going to call it 2020. The vision is clear, dead ahead. We know where we're going. We know who our opponents are going to be. This is beautiful times for LAFC, and we can't wait to celebrate with all of you tonight. Uh, before we can get into it, let's welcome back our crew. We've got Tony, we've got Araceli, and we've got Bam. Araceli, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, actually. I've just been taking advantage of the downtime this week, and I, I think I slept a fair amount, so I'm doing really well. Recharged <laughs> and ready for another busy weekend. Love it. Love it. Uh, Bam, how are you doing? Doing all right. Just getting through the week and watching some beautiful, beautiful football from not only us, but from other teams around the world. Fantastic. Yeah, busy times. Titles are coming up. Um, crunch time for everybody. So it's it's a good time to watch some football. I mean, always, right? May is that month, you know, it, it, it's it's always beautiful. And now we're in a tournament. We're laid into a tournament. Uh, even better. Even better. Tony, of course, the busiest guy in the room. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty well. You know, excited for this weekend. Excited that we go back to the finals where we belong. And, you know, excited that we are supposedly the best club in MLS, which I don't believe so just yet. But also people need to realize the standard is very different when you talk about a league that only has one professional team to win a cup. Ah, yes. I mean, it, again, the ups and downs and tournaments and all that fun th- stuff. Um, we are close to it, right? There's things you can improve upon, but life is pretty darn good for us right now. Uh, that being said, let's jump right into the fact that we've actually made it to a cup final. We have qualified. We are in. Yes, I know normally we talk about highlights. We'll save that for after the fact and talk about how both teams got here. But let's let's have our moment. Let's enjoy the moment. Let's talk about the match because guess what? By the time any of you tune in, uh, you might have to go buy some tickets tomorrow, right? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tickets. You know, I mean, you got to make it happen. So we're gonna go right into that. Talk about what's going on, the importance of this match, making it to the final, and yeah, then we'll talk about the path to get there. Uh, first and foremost, we are in the cup. We made it. We found a way to also get home field advantage. You could say, right, the second leg. By making the result we did, having a good 3 nothing win. And, of course, Leon doing the job and, and, and taking out Tigres, uh, which was essential for us getting that home field. If Tigres had won, we would be the basically the away team for the second leg. That didn't happen. Things got close. We'll definitely talk about that. But it's not. So we are going to host. We are one point extra for the season. Two goals ahead. All good tiebreakers. Now, here, here, here's the nice thing about this and the cool thing about this for both clubs, right? Leon, it's their first trip to the final. Big news for them. It's also a rematch between the two clubs. So it makes for a lot of good history, a lot of edge. And for a lot of us who travel down there and those who need to travel down there and want to travel down uh, to Leon, um, a lot of crazy memories. And so, yes, a good trip down memory lane. Um, and, of course, we're preparing for mem- more memories to be made there. Now, their path, of course, uh, pretty straightforward. Um, they took out Tower FC. They took out Violet. 
And of course they took out Tigris um, pretty handily in all cases, um, except for Tigris who did nick them in their first game, uh, kept them pretty honest there and, and almost held on uh, to force them to overtime. But I guess, you know, marking the back post isn't a thing for Tigris and it cost them dearly. So there is that on our end as well. You know how we got here. The crazy part about this game. Yes, it's a cup final, but it means so much more. It's a double bonus if you win this. Not only do you qualify for the current Club World Cup, you qualify for the next one as well, the expanded tournament. So it's it's one of those wait, there's more TV infomercial vibes here. Like, congratulations, you're going to Club World Cup. But wait, there's more. And so basically the expanded tournament was gonna is going to happen in 2025. It's going to be like an actual World Cup format. Um, expanded rosters, expanded teams, good chance to play a great competition in a group stage. It's sounding like, and who knows that might be hosted here since the world cup is the next year. Uh, we'll see how that works should be interesting. Um, as details follow, we'll get there. Uh, it's great news. It's good news. Uh, leg one, of course, will be on Wednesday, May 31st, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff, I believe, for us. Leg two at home will be Sunday, June 4th, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff. Uh, I imagine the tailgating and everything will be madness um, and we'll be there all day anyway in preparation for a cup final at home in not that much time since the last time we hosted a cup final. Uh, pretty cool, cool deal that we're just we're just shaking off the last one and now we're, we're getting into it again. So good news all around. Uh, excellent news all around. Um, looking at you guys here, I mean, the thoughts of how this all played itself out, Bam? It was quite well. I'm happy with how we went. Um, we had to play, face off some tough teams going into this. Um, obviously, we had Vancouver, um, had to go down to Costa Rica, and Philadelphia, who were by far, on the first leg, the toughest opponent. Second leg, I don't think they really rocked up that much. Where... Nope. Leon, I'm. I would prefer us to play Tigris due to, you know, um, mm-hmm. them knocking us out and all that kind of stuff. But Leon, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how how we're going to go with it because they will want revenge. They'll want revenge hard for us knocking them out in the past. It's going to be a cautionary situation. I'll say that they want revenge on the field, but you got to understand, the last time we went down there, we were kind of an oddity. We were a, a curious oddity of this supporter group that's singing for 90 and showing things. And they kind of try to teach us a lesson down there. And they did pretty good at it at stages. They really did. Um, but at the same time, it was it was not super hostile, right? Yes, the security was in place and there were some hostile moments, um, individual moments. I know some guys that got chased and it wasn't so great. But this time you're going in for a final. And you've hurt them before. I, I think... Uh, we definitely, those who are traveling, need to be very aware of the situation that they're in, that that you could send this team to elimination, and you have before, and revenge is on their mind. So, yeah, it's real-world stuff, right? This isn't Disneyland. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting the way Leon faces this. When you watch them against Tigris and the physicality of that game and the edginess of it, I think we're going to have to prepare for a scrappy uh, a two-leg affair. Uh, it's going to get rough. It's going to get tough. And uh, thankfully, we have built a team that is much tougher than we used to be. If you compare the last time we faced them, we have a much more uh, complete side to face them than the last time we faced them, and we still got through. So that 
that feels good. Uh, but still, uh, they're there for a reason. These really are the teams that deserve to be there. They earn their way um, with great scores. And so it's going to be one heck of a final. It really will be. Uh, this is probably the two most evenly matched sides. If you look at it from the brackets that were that were set aside, um, you know, looking at Tigres, we knew they had some issues going into this thing, coach changes and all that stuff. That wasn't Leon's case at all. Um, and they've shown that um, at the opponent, Araceli, what are you thinking? What's your vibe on this? I mean, if you just look at the run of this competition alone, obviously there was a lot of good moments, low moments for the clubs and just to see them back in the final and against Leon of all teams. I, I mean, I agree with you. It's definitely going to be shaping up to be a scrappy final uh, two legs. And just me, you know, personally speaking, as someone who wasn't able to make it out there for the MLS Cup, this is an amazing opportunity. And I wouldn't miss it for the world, but obviously, you know, I still got to go around my schedule with it. But other than that, I know the general consensus was that uh, we wanted to see Tigres just for that revenge factor, but I think you still get that with Leon. It, it's still League Mekis versus MLS, and it's not some some made up tournament like League's Cup, which now has more weight. We could talk about that too. Um, no, this is this is as good as it gets, and this may be the first time ever you go to a Champions League final, and the MLS team is the one that's got the got the grease right that's got the talk that people are thinking they might actually be the favorites for this match i think that's dangerous but it's the first time i've really heard that about an mls side even when toronto as good as they were went into it i don't think that was the conversation the conversation is are they going to survive this thing not are they going to take these dudes out and make a statement different world again that's a trap for us to, to have that mindset but the conversation is a def definitely a sea change which is kind of kind of neat to see. Um, Tony, I know you're looking at it as a trap as well. Like it's nice to be confident, but don't be right. You need to be humble about these things. Well, yeah, it's again, we're, we're coming back to the finals. We've been here before it's it, yes. It's a different style of it where it was the COVID champions league and there's two rounds this time and we've faced them before. So it's not like we're going into this. Like they don't know this. We like, I think you said this before, even I think on the pod is, they know who we are. We were a kind of an attraction to them because they were new. They never seen us. No one's seen us. So, oh, new team. They're probably okay. You know, be all friendly. But now they know who we are and how we can play. Mind you, when we went in, we were a weaker team in the back. Mind and yes, we did have some strong players in defense, but that's a whole different story now with an actual keeper and defense behind. It's going to be. We're going to see what we can do just away and then at home. It's going to be a whole different monster. It will. A home field advantage is going to play an important role in both cases. It really will. Um, again, Leon, if you went there, you know how loud they are. They are an amazing, amazing uh, supporter section over there. They really, it is, it's strong. Um, the culture is strong there. Um, it's active. Uh, they're smart the way they function too. Uh, it's really good to see the stadium though is a tough a tough place to go as an away supporter. I mean, we went there wasn't even running water in our section. It, it was just it was it was you know belts were taken off, uh, any stuff was taken away. I mean, it was pretty 
pretty intense with the police escort as well. Again, something a lot of us aren't used to. Um, get used to it, you know, especially if you're going to be an international side going to tournaments and going bigger than than you've been before. Get used to this environment. And Leon's a good one to get a taste of that. So uh, going to be good. Going to be good. Of course, to get there, let's definitely talk about the match. Uh, we do have to celebrate one heck of a win by our boys. Uh, we did make a statement win against Philadelphia. There is no question um, going into that. You know, we were a little bit concerned. Scoreline was tied. Uh, all to play for. Um, and we know we've had drama against them at home. So, We'll talk about that. Uh, Philadelphia, again, came into it. There were some interesting moments, of course, that that kind of led to it. The lineups were switched, you could say, and I think that the lineup changes are really the story here. I'll keep harping on this for us. We've had issues at wing. We talked about it. Bam, he'll tell you right now because he called this lineup. He said this is what needed to be. Bam, I think since you did, you you take the honors, man. Tell us what the lineup was. Yeah, I'll happily take it. I called two of two of the three changes I called for did actually happen. So we started with McCarthy and Goal, which was the obvious. Uh, in the back was Hollingshead, Murillo, Long, and Palacios. In the mid, we had Acosta, Ilya, and Tillman, who I called, would start over Sifu. And at the top, we obviously had Bulunga, Vela, and who I called would start over Opoku. Um, books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Bogush. I can't pronounce his name right now. Bogush. Yeah. Some reason I, I couldn't pronounce his name for that moment. <laughs> it's the S and the Z, man. It always throws me off too. And I should know better. I have a Z in my name. What is up with that? But yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. I Tony can tell you when I saw the lineup fall, it was giddy like a little kid um, jumping up and down in the section. Everybody was laughing at me because I was like, oh my God, they did it. You know, like, like I went nuts because um, I knew at that point, like, we have no excuses at this point. The best lineup possible is going out there. I know we love Chiellini. Obviously, there's something going on there. But this is the best you could possibly have in the moment. You can't make it better than this. That's that's what I was telling everybody. Like, this is this is it. You know, Bam was right going into it, and now we're getting it. Well, most of us didn't think it would follow, you know, follow through, and it, it did. Um, so I was feeling good. I was feeling real good. The other thing that made me feel really good about this match was the lineup for Philadelphia. Um, now, of course, I'm sure in their minds right now, after losing to us, the player that they've lost, well, of course, was uh, Jose Martinez. Um, he was their 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 hub in the wheel, uh, pretty much. And he, you know, defensive midfield, controlling midfield, always trouble for everybody. Um, out, you know, out with injury, didn't travel with the team, which is a huge loss for Philadelphia. If you watch the way they play, um, Flock had to come in and take that role. Uh, which really did have an effect. Otherwise, same lineup, same story. Um, but that, again, just that loss right there, massive for them, massive. So on our end, we ha- we knew that going in. Now the battle for Sanchez, of course, now changes, right? Not to take away anything from the rest of Philadelphia. They're a strong side, but Martinez is one of those guys that you just it's hard to function without him. He's so important to their side. So that we knew going in was going to be the issue. Um, Tony, I'll throw it to you to the highlights of this thing. There were some good ones. And the story, again, was all about guys on the field and how much little changes changed the momentum of the match. Mm-hmm. It was, like I said, it was like a hard-fought battle. A very... Damien, I need you to stop right now. Thank you. Uh, sorry, my cat. <laughs> uh, 
it was a hard part battle. Like in the first second minute, like there was a red card. It's just call it what it is. Studs up. Foul. It was a red, but again, it's too early to call a red, in the, especially in such a big game like this. They gave him a yellow, and that just kind of showed what Philly wanted to do. They wanted to hurt us. They wanted to make sure we didn't move forward. Yes, Bim. He wants uh, to talk I'm, about the ref. Go for it, brother. Yeah, I'm sorry, it. but doesn't matter. It's the first minute, ninth minute. Red card is a red card. The player did the tackle, deserved the red card, should have been red card. I don't care how big the match is. If it's a US Open Cup game, if it's the first game of the season, if it's a Champions League final, if it's a World Cup final, a red card is a red card regardless of what time of the match it is. Especially when there's an intent to injure, right? He went over the ball. 100%. How he stayed on the ground, I have no idea. Wild. No, you're right. I, you know, it threw me off. I mean, it's such a dirty play um, that that not to have it happen. I mean, I know why, right? You know why. But your first priority as a referee is to maintain safety out there, right? These are professional athletes, and that's your first fail. I get the scoreline. You want to keep it even. But if a player doesn't deserve to be on the field, he doesn't deserve to be on the field, right? If he's made an action that gets him taken out, that's on him. He owns that. Um, and I'll throw it back to you, Bam, because what I noticed throughout this entire game was if you were fouled in possession of the ball, you got a call. But if you let the ball go and the guy just still followed through and hacked you, didn't mean anything. It didn't apply, apparently, even though it's still supposed to apply. It just seemed if it wasn't right in his wheelhouse, right, right in the blinders, right, you weren't going to get the call, even though it was very obvious that that lagging tackles um pushes shoves pokes you name it anything off the ball was just okay par for the course to keep playing boys yeah that's pretty much how it is it was at the point where looking at it you could pass the ball away so for example tony could have passed the ball away being gone five meters away from him i could come in double foot around the knee tackle yep get up play on that's fine I could have ended Tony's career and the referee let it go with how bad he was letting tackles get away with like that. But, you know, you know, flow, man. Flow, right? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Even though, you know, the, the other player is supposed to make a run after he passes the ball, and that's a part of the flow too, but I guess we're asking too much. All right, let's talk about the goals and when they happen, man. Let's talk about those turning points, Tony. Where are we at on that? All right, so um, 13th, th- th- 13th minute, um, Tillman breaks open the floodgates pretty much, or just builds, built, starts the floodgates. Um, it was a good shot by, uh, it was a good cross in. I thought a, a Twesta, or a Costa, a Twesta, wow. Going back to talking about wow, Champions League. Um, a Costa got the, got the goal in, and then Blake with a marvelous save. You know, he stretched. It was a good save by... Yeah. Blake and then Tillman was right there to pretty much just put it away, slot it in, and you know we go up one, one nil in the 13th minute. So that's when I believe, honestly, Philly needed to answer back. They almost did in the first yeah. half, and they were attacking. They were trying to get everything they could with with their their actually their 12th man with the referee because again, referee was just horrible. It was like a, a foul was a foul. And a tap was a tapper. They don't even know what I, at that point. I didn't even know what the foul was. But you know, we go into 
we go into the first half going up one nil and I was nervous the whole time. It just, I had the ritual of like what I did last time we played Philly in, in a, in a cup in a knockout game, especially in that magnitude. Uh, the only thing I did differently this time was not respond to anyone on my phone. <laughs> Cause I did that last game and you saw what happened before. No phones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this on the goal. It was very uncharacteristic in the first half. Um, for Philly, that's not something they usually give up, right? Dead ball situations are usually locked down. Uh, for some reason, this game, they're really struggling on the dead ball, defending it. They really were. It wasn't, they did look very, uh, it was an uncharacteristic performance um, from them on dead dead ball situations. To our benefit, of course. But yeah, a little bit, a little bit odd. Um, moving forward, I think the big highlight, of course, we have to talk about is probably the red card, right? I mean... That kind of yeah does yeah. In, yeah yeah in the 59th minute red card after he's already had one yellow card available you would think you would be playing it a little bit more cautiously especially in such a big game and um i want to say oliver just decided to you know hack hack our hack pretty much buanga and then automatic red and it was the best feeling because well it was almost like a comeback to like, all right, let's see. You can come back from a man down and see if you can be back into this game with like the rest of the whole game. But unfortunately that didn't happen because it, with that, it changes the flow of the game. We had more attacking. They pulled back and they couldn't get the moments that they couldn't do. They could have gotten moving forward, but in the 82nd minute um, with a stellar pass by Vela cross finds Opoku on the left-hand side inside the box, and he just rockets it past the goal, and he needed it. Like, honestly, as much as mm-hmm. we we castized him the whole time and he didn't do he didn't do what he needed to do for the last couple games, he put it away, and hopefully this is the right thing to do to move him back into the starting lineup and get his confidence back. He'll at least be a super sub, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Bogus, I, I'll, we'll talk about him after this is all said and done, but hey, his job was to come in, play the counter. He did the job exactly what we asked of him, and he did it in style. Uh, give credit where credit is due, Opoku. And he has stepped up in big games before. He stepped up in this one, and you got to give him credit. Um, he didn't slow things down. He didn't create problems. We didn't run into sketchy stuff until other substitutions occurred, let's be honest. Um mm-hmm. He didn't affect the flow negatively. He did the job that he had to do as a substitute in his moment. So um, for Apoku, it was a great bounce back match, a great moment, a great celebration, right? That was a lot of fun. Uh, all good things. Bam, looks like you want to jump in on this conversation. Go for it, man. It was a perfect sub. Like, Bogus had to start. The way Bogus played the first 65 minutes was was beautiful, was how he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Subbing him off for Apoku was just a, a big step by um, Dolo. You look at when Philadelphia got their red card, they took off Euro for a defender. Mm. At that stage, they, they were just giving it up. Bringing on a Poku who st- stepped up, played a great game when he came on and scored the goal, showed that a Poku is still a great player. He's still a lot to lot to bring and he's got a lot of experience to come along having him come on as a super sub it was just perfect for this game 
yeah, it worked out well. He did exactly what Dolo needed him to do. Uh, and again, we know that Dolo's subs historically have always been pretty darn good, and this one was was well-timed. Now, the other subs after this, um, yeah, you know, I think we, after the, you know, after Vela came off, let's, let, let's, let's be dead honest. Um, momentum changed. Um, and, and it got a little sketch, right? It did. It got sketch for us for a few minutes there. They had some chances. Um, there were some scares, there were some miscommunications and our ability to hold the ball up high kind of went away, right? Um, less time up high and a lot, a lot more time chasing, even though we were up a player, um, Philadelphia found their feet the minute we made those substitutions. Hard truth on that one. Um, you started to see the drop off. Um, I think that was very, very apparent. Um, thankfully, though, we were resilient. We did our job defensively. Um, I also will say I thought it was a great substitution taking Mario out, who was brilliant on the day, um, to protect with that yellow card that he took because he kind of felt one was coming for a red. And Maldonado acquitted himself very well on the day, was very stable. And I got to be honest, it didn't look like a big difference between the two. It seemed like things were just functioning exactly they were the way they were, as if as a sub didn't happen. Guys are in position, doing their job. Communication was good. Um, that turned out to be really, really, really good. Um, Araceli looking at the match, of course, before we get to that 90th minute uh, moment of beauty. Um, thoughts on the substitutions at, the, at this point and uh, who was standing out for the changes? No, I mean, going into the match, it, I think, you know, I definitely agree with Bam that we did see the starting lineup that we kind of predicted the last time that we spoke. And just given everything that happened to that game, it definitely was a statement match in a sense because the boys really, you know, came out swinging. It, it's the, really the best way to put that. Um, but, yeah, when it did come to the substitutions, the Opoku was definitely a good call. He got the goal. And... I agree. You know, once Buke entered the match, the the momentum, the, it did shift a bit and it did get scary. But thankfully, McCarthy um, was there to, you know, block it. So <laughs> clean up messes, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and I'm glad that you actually mentioned uh, Mario's yellow card because I wanted to ask you guys on that. I've heard mixed reports that he will be missing the first leg because of yellow card accumulation. And then I've heard otherwise. I haven't heard confirmation either way yet. Okay. I haven't. Um, we're still waiting on that to see if things get cleared or what's going on. Usually finals change a little bit, you know. Uh, it's not like he got red carded. So we'll see. We'll report it. Definitely we'll report it as we get closer to it and we'll know. But, yeah, it's been conflicting news. So I don't want to make a statement and be inaccurate with this, guys. We're just going to say, hey, yeah, no, we're with you guys in this one. We're still trying to figure it all out. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's really where it's at. Um, of course, Tony, the big moment that seals the deal. Denise Buanga with another goal <laughs> to make it 3-0. And that was pretty much the right-footed shot from the center of the box, assisted by Sifu. Uh, Sifu finally came to play. And this, again, this is what happens when we are running on all cylinders. It's kind of hard to beat us. And we can be and will be one of the best teams in MLS current history and maybe overall history if we, this continues on the way we're going. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it just 
that's how it ended 3-0 we advanced on a 4-1 on a 4-1 aggregate and waited to see who we were going to play next and as everyone knew it was going to we didn't know we thought it was going to be we're going to Monterey as most people wanted to go because you know place that we didn't want new vacation spot let's go but uh, it's Leon and that also gives us the home advantage moving forward after that exactly exactly um Thoughts from you, Bam, on the match in total? Um, I thought it was did well. Um, Dolo just outcoached Curtin. <laughs> he made the right subs. He did a, a lot of things. And um, I watch a podcast that gets recorded called Soccer Down Here, based out of Atlanta. Um, to everyone in the in the chat that watched that too keep your hands off dollar i don't want him for the next u.s men's national team coach keep your hands off him they're, they're all crying out they want him for the next u.s men's national coach oh I, I say no he's our coach leave him alone i mean they wouldn't be happy anyways because he'd probably bring in german americans and you know how u.s national team supporters are about that so i'm just gonna throw that out there because of past experience and sadness um yeah, don't wreck him. Jesse Marsh is a free agent. Like, come on. Jesse. Jim Curtin hasn't got a new contract, so yeah, take, yeah. take him. You know? I mean, Put, Jader Vermees might Martin. be out of a job soon. Maybe Peter Vermees can do the job. You know, he's got nothing to do in a couple months, I think. Sorry, oh, please, Jim It'll help us a lot. Like I said. <laughs> like I said. Um, and he can accuse him of MLS bias because that's the first thing American supporters do. So have fun with that one. But stay away yeah. from our dolo. Definitely stay away from our dollar. Unless you want to guarantee us uh, next 10 MLS Cups, then hands off dollar. Yeah, it's going to cost you a lot of money. He's under contract. Deal with it. Go away. <laughs> with that nonsense. Um, Araceli, thoughts, man? Uh, gosh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Uh, uh, thoughts about the match? Yeah, total thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean... I don't want to sit here and sound like an echo with you guys, but I mean, really, it was a great match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, really, that's how I got split with it. <laughs> you got it. So, if you were going to choose your three stars for this one, what are you going with? Ooh. Uh, Bowanga, Apoko, McCarthy. Ooh, Tony. Tillman, McCarthy, and um, Opoku. Ooh, ma'am. Uh, um, I'd go Tillman, Bogus, McCarthy. Ooh, okay. Um, Tillman obviously is the number one. Um, I would probably say Vela would be two for controlling the ball as well as he did in the game. And then even though they, he didn't score, Ilya would be the next because he did win the battle of the midfield. And that's what changed this game, what turned this game. So uh, those would be my weird three, but I'm with it. McCarthy, definitely honorable mention. He stepped up when he needed him to. Uh, but, dude, Tillman, Tillman was the difference, let's be honest. Um, and so that was beautiful to see. Apparently, he he was calling goals um, when he was at the LAFC two match, which I thought that was pretty awesome too. 
um, that he was going to, he's going to nick one or two. So uh, yeah, that's fun. That's always fun when, it, when, when a player follows through on the promise. Uh, well done, sir. We love it, man. Don't predict before the next one though. <laughs> that can be dangerous. We know. Uh, cool. So um thoughts on it i'll say on my own thing um we only had two shots on goal the whole darn game that's pretty freaking awesome again defense is is proving again to be one of the elites now uh and that's a nice difference for lafc probably the biggest difference in why we are where we are so uh let's throw it to the fans as well um oh bam did you get scores for your three stars do you want to throw that up before we get to everybody's no because I into it during the regular season games because I look ah, at okay. all the cup games, all that kind of stuff. Because we play around with our squad earlier on, gotcha. it just doesn't seem too right. I'd rather go just a regular season that way. It's more of a this is the team. Let's see who who gets through and all that. Probably gonna be Bongo by a mile anyway. So there we go. <laughs> you never all right, know. guys. You never know. You never know. As this Tillman might come in and steal this as the season progresses. You never know. We we might sell Bongo during the summer window, so he was gone for half a season. So take those words out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> hey, if someone's offering us ten million for him, it's no man, no conversation of this. We can't we talk about these things. We'd yeah, break we break. What was your prediction of seafood leaving? Now you're a Bonga? Selling the farm mid-season. No, 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 no. I don't think we sell Bowanger because he's a DP and he's not a young DP. Young, We usually sell our young TPs, not our older DPs. I mean, we're slated to add, not lose this summer. It's beautiful. Isn't it, guys? It is. All right. I'm going to throw it to you guys. Let's join this conversation. Let's see where everybody's at with their reactions. All right. Comments. Here we go, everybody. Uh, first one in the mix, Ox. Straight out of Wichita. I hope you get home in time to to uh to see the final man. I know you're trying to get home, so uh, we definitely want to see you, sir, at BMO. Uh, Mark, he's ready to go. I'm feeling Mark might be going to Leon the way he's throwing up the LFGs up there. Uh, Daniel Angel, queremos la copa. Love it. Dave Gomez. SCCL finals, baby. Right. We're here. We're here. Element trash can giving the hellos. Luis Arroyo says to me, it's not about beating a particular Yamekis team. To me, it's about beating the Yamekis overall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, closing mouths of all ESPN Deportes and Fox LUP commentators as they think Yamekis is better than MLS. I mean, I, I think we're seeing a change. I think we're at that crossroads right now. We're talking about Equis. Right? We're definitely at a at a at a crossroads here is where MLS has that potential to now move past. And definitely some of the premier teams in our league do now. Real talk, um, depth-wise, is still not there. And if I take a mid-table mid-table MLS side versus a mid-table Liga Mekis side, or are we talking a potential win by that MLS side? I I'd be a little concerned. Um, yes, the elites are matching the elites now, right? The best of the best are, are matching up and passing, right? Seattle did what they did last year, but I mean, would, would you trust the galaxy to be even Mazatlan right now? Real talk, right? I think Mazatlan was win that series. So Ma uh, it, yeah. Mazatlan wins at six nil on both legs. 
I mean, seriously, there's still teams. San Jose, they're what? Fifth place. And we're going to talk about them in a bit. Do you think they could get a result against Monterrey? I don't. I don't. And they're, you know, they're mid-table and they're mid-table. Right? Look at look at the playoffs. They're making it, right? Both are probably going to be in the playoffs in their respective leagues. Um, it, it's tough. But this, the top-end teams, yeah, we're getting there. Um, overall, though, we'll see in League's Cup. League's Cup is going to be real interesting, even though it's kind of a, a rinky-dink kind of tournament. Again, I'm not loving anything about it, but yeah, it'll be a good test for everybody. That's for sure. We're getting there, man. I'm with you, dude. Um, winning this is going to be important, though. It really will. It really will. Losing it, yeah, that's, that'll hurt real bad, too. So there's there's some risk for sure. Uh, Daniel Angel, Union never went down to 10 men because Drew Fisher was their 12th. I think Drew Fisher was co- so incompetent, he was his own team all by himself. Um, it, in truth, as bad as it was for us, I think it looked worse for us because we were the team with the momentum. But really, I understand why their player who got a red card kind of stood there in shock. He had been getting away with it all game. And now all of a sudden, it's not good anymore. First half, if he did that, nothing. Um, even if, you know, even if he was sitting on the other, nothing. But now I counted for something. So I could get the confusion on their end. I think he was bad for everybody and he was bad for the game itself. Like, really, and bad for player safety. Um, but it did feel more against us because we had the freaking ball, right? We were the better team. Um, and so they were trying to hold us down. I think it went the other way. We'd still, you know, we'd be hacking, getting away with things. I think it's just incompetence overall. Bam, your thoughts? Yeah, just when I did see it was Drew Fisher, I was like, oh, here we go. You know, yeah. he's just... <laughs> just bad. There are... A lot better than him out there, but they're a hell of a lot worse in pro than him. And in CONCACAF, really, really. It could have been way worse, guys. <laughs> Ooh, Q, I love it. He says, what's up, guys? It's always silent in Philadelphia. Hijos eternos. <laughs> yeah, I love all the, the Sons of Bale stuff flying around. I think that's that's absolutely hilarious. So. That's good, too. Uh, Daniel Angel says, when Carlos Vela is doing Carlos Vela things, we can't be beat, right? Next level. Uh, Daniel Angel says, Stevie C said he wasn't even approached for the national team nod. Good. Stay away. Um, Yeah. He's not in the click, I guess. Um, Dave Gomez, J-Mac was a wall once again for us. Dude, J-Mac is our starter. I'm sorry. I love I love Max. He's amazing. J-Max earned a starting job as far as he can take it. It's amazing. It's amazing the way he stepped up, especially since where he was at before all this, all the heroics went down last year, um, how tough it was for him to even get into a lineup. And now this, it's outstanding. Uh, David Gomez, hands off. Dolo, right? Um, Ox also mentioning he wasn't uh, interested in coaching the national team. I'll tell you this, Ox. Uh, guys saying they're not interested in coaching the national team is like politicians saying they're not interested in running for president. I, I, I really, um, unless you're handed that opportunity, then you make that decision. But of course, you're going to say no, no, because you're in a current job. You don't want to mess up the employer, right? Get get things flowing there. Um, Doc said not to sign. Maybe very far future. Maybe sooner than we think. Hopefully not. But you know that's life. Yeah. But but l- l- let's be honest. If the U.S. men's national team section team that picks the manager 
isn't even having a conversation about dollar, they're stupid. They are. We already know that. They're still lost in the woods. They needed a total change. They didn't do it. So, uh, yeah, they're a mess. That's for sure. Uh, LAC Wolf, good evening. All right, Black and Gold Soldier. LAC really winning the CCL on my birthday, June 4th. Hey, I hope you get the greatest birthday present ever. Love it. Love it. Mark just confirmed. Flight booked. Let me guess, man. You're going out of TJ. That's what we do. So, dig it. Gomez Jr., MLS Voices finally recognizing we're the best team in MLS history. Dude, that... Okay. Okay. I, I, Tony, you want me to jump on this? You want to go. I know you're ready to go attack dog on this. You well, have the floor. I'm going to give it to you, man. Yeah, so... um I didn't hear the voices part. The only one I saw was, of course, the Dumb and Dumber of Americas with uh, I forgot it's from Gomez. Oh, what's his name? The former Galaxy player, Hercules. Hercules, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much contradicting himself because of like when uh, they caught when uh, Philly's coach called us maybe the best MLS team that we've ever seen. He's like, well, what about Toronto? And he's like, they won. He literally said, it's like, well, they did the triple. They did, like, the – they won the Supporter Shield. They won the Champions League. And um, – Canadian. The Canadian. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Well, no, that's that's the thing because they also won the MLS Cup that year. That was like, the when they won the double. They won the triple, which is fine. And no, no, no taken away from Toronto winning the Canadians Cup, but they only really technically have one premier MLS team in that cup. You know what I mean? They have a shot at – winning multiple times to get into it with MLS and that. So, and then they said, oh, they made it to the final. They beat the Lipes of America and for what other Mexican team to get there. And then they put it to pretty much like penalties to almost win it. And it's just like, well, then we, yeah, you didn't exactly. So it's like, and the, and they even brought up, I'm like, technically the better team was, that could probably put be put into that is um, DC when they won it. But again, that was also a different tournament where it was done in five days at their stadium the whole time. So they had home field advantage the whole time. Which so, is how Carson got theirs because they mm-hmm. went to the Coliseum. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so really weird. <laughs> so, and that's the whole thing is just like, we've done, we've won the supporter shield. Okay. That's one thing we won the MLS cup. And it's like they keep disrespecting us and no disrespect to Philly on this one. And this is the only time I'll say it is we did what we had to do. They keep giving that Philly should have won the MLS Cup. They, and then he brought up we won the the goal, the supporter shield on goal differential. I'm like, but we had more, but we had more wins. We had all this stuff, whatever. Fine. And now you're going to quote unquote knock us because we only had. We didn't. Well, this is our first Mexican team that we have. I'm sorry. We have to play who we have to play. You know what I mean? This is why I said I wanted Atlas. This is why I said I wanted mostly Mexican teams because I don't want to hear this bullshit of, oh, we didn't beat this team. We beat whoever we beat in front of us, and now we're going to go against Leon. And hopefully if we win that, then it shuts them up and then move on to the U.S. Open Cup, then League Cup. But, again, it's – that's a, I don't think the Galaxy, I don't think 
any of the teams that are considered the greatest could match up to the depth that we have here and the skill that we have here moving forward? Um, execute. 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 Simple. You have to do the job. You have to get it done. Philly didn't get it done. So they can talk smack all they want. If I could have, would have, should have. That ain't real. That ain't life. You did it or you didn't do it. It didn't matter how you got there. Didn't matter how you played. All that matters is your name is on that cup, right? Your name is listed as for eternity. 20 years from now, nobody will care how it happened, but it happened. And that's all that matters. Just with the CCL, if we win this thing, we'll have that conversation. If we don't win this thing, then all those voices get to fire off because we didn't get the job done. You got to win. Simple. If you do the job, you earn the praise. If you don't do the job, I don't care how the dance was. You still fell. You still fell. You got to do the job. So the voices, I couldn't care less about them. There, It doesn't mean anything what Hercules Gomez says. Really, it doesn't matter. You know, he has his tinge, right? He has his his love of certain teams. There's a vibe that he's got. That's cool. He also has to say things that get you to listen. That's how all these guys make a living. So they're got they have to say something interesting, you know. Uh if we get the job done, if somehow, some way, we win the Champions League, we make a run in the open cup and take that one, and then we double up. There's never ever gonna be a conversation. Well, but they played no, it doesn't matter. You did it, you did the impossible, the near impossible. And I'm sorry, the Canadian championship versus the u.s open cup uh, dude the, the process i think is way more difficult for us <laughs> than what they're dealing with way more competition to deal with so yeah let them talk and we'll just play simple do the job get it done bam am i off base on this no you're right it's there are some some people from MLS 1.0 that needs to get their heads out of the sand and realize that, hey, the league's older. There are some new kids on the block that are taking over and just need to, get, need to realize that it's not how it used to be and it will never be that again. And it shouldn't be because that, that league was hemorrhaging and almost died. It's not going to die anymore because of the new blood. Really. That's why, you know, playing it safe and building way outside of town ain't the jam. It's taking the money, taking the risk, going downtown, being a part of the show, getting the beautiful skyline in every shot, owning your city, being a part of your community. That's how it works now. And if teams can't evolve into this, they die. And if they can, they can clutch their former glory all they want and those that are doing that never change because you're less competition for us do not change we don't need you as competition we have other modern teams to deal with ones that know what they have to do like seattle right we got to take those guys on we don't need another guy to worry about so let them eliminate themselves in their history while we chase for the future i'm fine with it it's cool stick with what you got 
Uh, all right, I'll move forward. Q says, it's crazy to think Miami let Mac Daddy bounce. J-Mac is the perfect example of always being prepared for your opponent. And man, was he prepared for now. Killing it for us. I mean, that was his former youth side. I mean, he, he does have something there, and they know him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's bounced around, man. He didn't have anywhere to go when we signed him. And it was one of those, well, we need to fill the roster kind of things. Not crazy, but he's doing it. Ah, love the life of a goalkeeper. Amazing. Uh, Mark Lopez says, Cross Border Express, baby. I know that place all too well. Uh, Luis M. Arroyo, love the sound of BMO chanting LASC towards the end of the game. It, dude, yeah, whole stadium chants. Dig it. Love it. Embrace it. Uh, Black and Gold Soldier says, we're not the best team in MLS history yet. That is the point right there. Yet. I hate when they talk about the greatest or golden generations. Knock it off, man. It's what you do. Perception means nothing. Uh, Canadian Cup means nothing. Exactly from David Day. Dig it. Daniel on hell. Back-to-back doubles or a three-peat and you can claim GOAT status. For that, you can't you can't talk about history because the league is too young. You know who's not talking about this? I guarantee you who's not talking about this. LAFC is not talking about this. The players couldn't be bothered. Dolo couldn't be bothered. He's going to field it. You know he's going to have to field these goofball questions. But that's not coming up in training. What's coming up is what are you going to do to beat San Jose? How are we going to face those guys on short rest? That's all that matters. Who's healthy for this game? That's all. That's it. It's the next 90. That's all they care about. They'll go from there. Uh, Q Cardi says, tell Herc and, and Bash Salsa that DC and Carson should worry about even qualifying for a wild card round before bringing in their, their ancient 1.0 history. Yeah, DC is a cautionary tale, as is Carson now. Um, you know, I feel more sorry for DC um, because they just ran into bad ownership and bad sales. Man, they were special back in the day. They really were, guys. And their supporters were nuts in the old stadium. They took a whole half of the field. Like they were just on the other side. It wasn't a supporter section in the back, but it was the sideline, like and bouncing, and it was good stuff. But they lost their mojo. That's for sure. I hope they do find their way again. I really do. Carson, nah, stay the way you are. Never change. Clutch those old trophies. It's cool. Uh, David Day, no counting chickens before they hatch. I'm not falling for that. Yep. So I don't like being called a favorite either. Uh, Ox Gomez is whack. At first, he praised LAC, then he got attacked by the Carson peeps and retracted his favor for LAFC. Again, he's doing things to sell. Uh, Hercules, you know, Ellis will hurt me, Gomez, and the other moron instigated uh, to Jeremy Gay that LAC can go to Liga Mekis and destroy a team sweeping and winning a tournament. Nonsense. Okay, Gomez Jr., Ox, what's up? Oh, Herc, yeah, whack. Having fun on Herc today. Like that? Uh, LSU work, Hercules and friends are making people and other Sonic fans not like the black and gold. Wow, just sad. So here's the other thing about the media. Once you're on top, they build you up, right? But once you get there, they're going to cut you down. That's how it works. Again, be careful what you do. 
Um, oh, Gomez, Mr. Gomez Jr. has a, a thing to talk about uh, the CBX. For the CBX, there is a spot called Lion Parking about five miles away. They charge cheap for parking and taking a picky up from CBX, which if you know, parking at CBX is limited and very expensive. I know these things. I try to get dropped off every time because it is not cheap. Um, David Day says, DC United 1998 won the Copa Interamericana over Libertadores champs must not be dismissed. Plus great 1997-1999 MLS Cup uh, success. I'm not taking it away. Those guys actually played really well. Um, people don't know because they're not old enough to know. Um, but yeah, they were special. Very special. Um, and a lot of those guys are now coaching in MLS currently, if you look around, uh, and doing a lot of great things. So, uh, including the former coaches and assistant coaches then as well are still around doing their thing. It's a special bunch. So yes, they deserve their place. Uh, let me see. Ooh, David says the season success stick will be measured match by match. Take care of each match and hard. It's dude. Yeah. It's just, it's heat. I will say this. I will say this. It's better to be in a conversation than no longer in one. Um, and that that's also fun too. Let him talk about us. David Day, want Galaxy to get messy, make our rivals formidable. I want Miami to give me an excuse to be Miami. Also, I want Miami because potentially his first game could be at our stadium. Look at the schedule, everybody. Um, there's highly likely it would be us against them in our own house with Messi if this all works out. So I'm going to be selfish and hope it's Miami so we can see them see him at BMO. I'm just saying. Uh, Mark Lopez, good looking out. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, Wolf says, let them die. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> and then Oxers and all we need for our boys to go out there and put in the work and win it all. Um, we just need their best. And we have said that before. All we need is your best. That's all we ever asked for. That's all we've ever asked for. If you give us our best, good chances will be where we want to be. If you don't, we won't. So good on that. Good stuff, guys. Great stuff. All right. Hot takes and everything. Well done, everybody. Uh, I'm going to throw this over to Tony for Community News. Hey, guys. Um, as you know, there's a couple of watch parties. I know Expos is right now for the San Jose game. If you can't make it, I know it's a long trip. Not really a long trip, but a long trip just because it's going up north in California. Um, so if you're not going to go, Expos is, of course, going to be at Disto Cartose. Um, as well as Black Army is going to be at uh, Progressive Brewing Company. Progress, oh, progress, progress, progress. Why do I always say progressive? The fuck is Insurance companies, people. I know. <laughs> um, I feel like that's like an ongoing thing. I'm just going to go on until I finally get it right. It's going to be just part of the pod. So put that on your bingo card, as defenders would say. Um <laughs> We'll be at we'll be out there again. Um, if you can't make it out there, there will be more coming out soon. So when I get those, I will post those on socials and when that is available, as well as um, I believe that's it. Besides the be if you're a season ticket holder, be ready and prepared on your internet. Make sure you have good internet on your computer, cell phone, whatever you have to get some additional tickets. And please. Please, I'm asking very nicely, buy tickets for people who want to go to the game. Don't be the a-hole to resell them and try to pay off your season tickets because 
We need people who want to be there and support our black and gold brothers and be there because this could be their first game. This could be, you know, a game that they really wanted to go. Um, so if you're going to buy extra tickets, buy it for someone who wants to go with you and experience what we experience every time. And the loudest game we ever had was the last time we played Leon in our house. I still believe that because my ears were damaged after that game. We need that again, right? And if you bring a spectator, that ain't going to do it. You got to bring a supporter. You got to bring someone that's going to sing. So it's pretty darn simple. Well said, sir. Mm-hmm. Also, um, 32 for two membership is up and about. I still remember $30. Gets you a scarf, a pin, discounts at the shop, you know, so you can buy. By the way, you guys, Ollie's back in town. The stuffed Ollie is available at the HQ. So if you guys want to go that, you can get a discount for Ollie and pay $30 instead of paying $40. Cause it kind of goes down a little bit when you have your discount. Um, so it helps us support doing TIFOs, uh, dr- drum repair, another drum broke as you, if you didn't watch the socials mm-hmm. and, you know, helps with, you know, away day tickets, like the one going to San Francisco, San Jose. And so, yeah, just sign up. It put whatever, group you're a part of if you're not part of a group then just put nothing but um this is a chance for any group to be part of officially part of the 3252 with a membership i really want you know to add more to our to our community pride is right there so if you are part of pride and you need to and you want to be part of them and they're a great group add them black army lao t uh tigers expos cuervos <laughs> d9u luckies um so just add that and then of course the last one i ask is also if you have money donate to the mo facio futsal court it's still going on it's a dollar whatever you can afford just go to lafc.com slash mo dash facio and you know donate a dollar eleven dollars three dollars since we won three zero or whatever you prefer there it is well said sir and yes i will say this uh, in the supporter community, life is so much better when you're a supporter group. Communication is better. It's, you know, if you're really getting the full 3252 experience, do it as a supporter in the supporter group. Trust me on this. Bam will tell you. Um, as far away as he is, he feels a whole lot closer because he's in an SG. It is legit. Um, yes. And again, you want to go these away days and all that? Your best bet, of course, is to do it through the groups. I mean, we all organize pretty darn well, people. So. Yes, that too. All right. I'm going to shift this one over to Araceli. I know you got some updates for us on uh, the LAFC two front. A couple games to talk about, right? Uh, yes. Uh, real quick, before I get into the LAFC two and league updates, I just want to make a quick comment on the Ollie plush. If you are planning to go, my recommendation is to kind of call ahead because I heard that they did sell out that night of the match that there was a lot of people who went to buy it after the game and it was all gone again. <laughs> so it Ollie is clearly a hot ticket in town right now. I, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'll call you later on that, Tony. Anyways, <laughs> going in, switching back over to LAFC 2 News. Um, LAFC 2, as the script goes, unfortunately fell 1-0 to the earthquakes in Fullerton. Now, given now to their credit, they did there there was good chances from them. Unfortunately, though, 
all the way up until the 82nd minute. Blancas intercepts the cross. He flicks it past Romero, ultimately giving the Earthquakes the win on the road. Um, but for LAFC 2, this is a bye week for them. However, they will kick off match day eight with a midweek match on Wednesday as they host uh, St. Louis, um, STL City 2, or St. Louis 2, however you want to refer to them. That is for us. That is slated for a 7 o'clock kickoff Pacific time. If you can't make the match, it will be on Apple TV. And I want to give a congrats to Giancarlo Zagero, Zag- Zagredo. Um, He is one of the goalkeepers who recently signed with Oregon State men's soccer team. He's 18 years old. So what that means for the club, we'll we'll have to see because I'll I'll be very frank. I do not know how their contracts are set up in terms of the players leaving for college and um, how that works, essentially. Yeah, I would would assume he'd probably... be draft eligible after all is said and done because he is leaving the program to go to college, right? I mean, you would think that would be a... It is possible, but I have seen players in the past from academy teams and secondary teams go off to college and then come right back. So again, it all depends on how the contract is set up. But either way, he's yet to make an appearance with the team. Um, Just kind of like a quick overall league update. LAFC 2 is now one of three teams still searching for their first win, along with Huntsville, which is Charlotte FC secondary team, and Toronto 2. Um, I don't know if anybody likes to know this, but Crown Legacy and uh, I'm cor- correction, Huntsville is Nashville secondary team. My, wow. part, my fault. Uh, Crown Legacy is Charlotte's secondary team. Crown Legacy, Colorado, and Austin are still undefeated as of now. If anyone knows the current league update, and of course, just like with MLS, we have our own tournaments coming up this summer, especially in July. So keep an eye out on the socials if you're interested in that. And that's all for me. Thank you, Araceli, for the update. I do want to give you guys a heads up. Those who are going to go to the game on Wednesday for LAFC 2, it is a weeknight. You're on a college campus. They will definitely charge you for campus parking because it is school is active. Um, so just know that it's not a big deal, but still be aware of that, um, that you are still on a college campus. So there we are. All right. I was going to do this, but I'm throwing this over to Bam because he's got a way better choice than I did. The Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Go for it, Bam. Because we're going to play in Philadelphia and take you all back to, I think it was our first game up there. Um, sorry, San Jose. Our mm-hmm. first game up in San Jose. The San Jose Ultras decided to hold up a banner. Rep- um, making a mention to one of our good mates, Mike D. Uh, and because of that, I had to go with, for this week, Beastie Boys album, License to Ill. Was one the one of the first albums, one of the one of the greatest albums, and for this week's Black and Gold Vinyl Club, it's Beastie Boys' License to Ill. Nice. I might have suggested ill communication because they were trying to say miked, and you know, they didn't come out that way. One of the funniest banners I've ever seen. Um, 
And and if you've ever been to a game in San Jose, guys, they do these massive butcher paper banners. And rather than just saying something, you know, quirky or cool or, or clever, it's usually a massive sentence and it's in a poor structure and no one knows what the heck it's saying after about three reads. It's amazing. It really is. It's a work of art because it's so dysfunctional. Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. But yes, Mike D in the house. Mike D owns it. And I know since we're, we're Mike D'd up, uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to seeing how miked we are uh, when we go there this week from the upper deck in heaven. Um, yeah, good on everybody going to that. Well done, sir. Well done, Beastie Boys. That is, dude, that is one of the best albums of all time. Love it, man. All right, let's transition this bad boy back into the actual match against San Jose since we're finally allowed to return after all these years in full force no limitation on tickets yeah it's on now fair warning we do have all these tickets and we have a huge group going i saw the ticket sales it's massive they did put us in the highest upper deck section of 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 the 49ers stadium i don't care what the sponsor is i'll just call it the 49ers stadium um and so yes you guys are way up there um in fact, they're so grumpy, we're not allowed to go to the Cinco de Mayo Festival that's around the stadium. But whatevs, uh, you guys are still going to go there. Still going to make it happen. Still going to take that nonsense over um, and have fun with that. Now, looking into it, San Jose of old has been kind of the terrible team that gets a result against us historically, right? It kind of sneaks victories against us. Guess what? They're not the dirt bags that can't score or can't do anything. They've actually got some decent results and are pretty decent. Um, I'm going to throw this one over to you, Tony. Of course, we are playing them on Saturday at 4.30. I guess big TV, right, as well as mm-hmm. Apple TV. Um, how are they doing right now, sir? Um, they are not the greatest, the mid-table team. Uh, they just came off a tie 2-2 with against Austin. They, they lost to our U.S. Open Cup opponents, uh, Monterey Bay, 1-0. Uh, lost to Real Salt Lake, 3-1. One against uh, Sporting Kansas City. And um, tied against the New York Red Bulls. There it is. So the, the <laughs> form ain't looking so hot. Now, overall record, they are uh, four wins three losses and three ties. Um, So yes, San Jose at this stage, 10 games in has a freaking winning record, which that ain't, that ain't the San Jose way, but uh, I guess the Almeida stench is gone now and they're doing their own thing. Um, Even on goal difference, found that rather interesting and somehow some way, because we played two less games, they're only in fifth place. And if they were to find a way to get a win against us, uh, they would sneak right up and tie us on points because, you know, we played two less games than the rest of the world. Um, yeah, I know. Success does these things to your schedule. And it's going to get worse. And we'll talk about that, too. But, uh, yeah. Um, again, it's a trap game for us. We know it's a trap game for us. It always has been a trap game for us. Um, Tony, do you have the record for head-to-head against these dudes? Not in front of me right now. I'm gonna go grab it real quick. Okay. Apologies, but I know they have been doing pretty well. They do find ways to hurt us. I mean, yes. that is something historically that does happen against this team. Yes. Um, so, um, 
while right we're now, looking it, that up, you want to talk about the players on both sides that have been standing out? Oh no, I found the head to head right now. Ah, okay, go for so, it. So um we have um we uh, have eight wins, zero draws, and five losses against them. The last time we played them, they ended up beating us two one. So weird with these guys. Go for it, man. And with that two one loss last time we beat them, guess who the ref was? Same ref for having this game. Good. Rubio Vasquez. We've got him this game. This is what I was saying about before we went live, what I'm a bit worried about. The ref for that 2-1 away loss was the same ref who got away this time too. And with him, we averaged... Um, we've had him three times, two wins and one draw. They've had him six times, three wins, three draws. And at home, they've had him three times, 100% win. Are you serious? Yep, the three times centers they have had this ref as a home at home, they've won every game. Well, they don't have Danny Boanga, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, that, that, I know that's why, why I said before we went live, I'm a bit worried about this game. This is why. And you wouldn't tell us before we went on, you didn't want to give us that. You just want to be like, No, I want to give you shock and awe and uh, let you feel bad about yourselves for a split second. Um, good thing is they're not playing at home technically, right? They're playing in the 49ers stadium. So that's fun. Um, and we are who we are. So, um, if our team isn't riding high, there's something wrong with them. We know they're riding high. Uh, but yes, I know. Oh, I always find a way, don't they? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be gritty. That's for sure. That's for sure. Let's hope we break that little streak there. Um, Tony, who's standing out for those dudes right now? The one and only Espinoza, of course, with with 10 games and six goals, and then also three assists. And, of course, our nemesis from no matter where he goes, uh, Ibo Bisset, with 10 with games played, five goals, and he and he also has one assist. And then for the top, the second assist player of the game is cat codwell as well with uh 10 games and two assists so they are those are the usual suspects that usually hurt us so they're still in pristine condition so hopefully they kind of don't get that home cooking this time around yeah they've kind of found themselves um and found their own identity at this point Uh, i mean they have the proper manager to get them where they need to go now um so you kind of expect it Budget's the big story for them, right? If they're buying enough players, if they're getting enough talent. They still think they're light in terms of talent, um, but they definitely have some cap space. Good for us to have not used it up yet. But uh, Christian Espinoza, I know we've heard this name a million times. It sounds like he's 35 with all the stuff that he's done. He is only 28, guys. Um, he'll be trouble for us. There's no doubt about that. Eva say he always hurts us no matter what color he wears. Um, and Cade Cal is a rising star for them, so be ready for him. Um, and rumored to possibly play for Mexico. Um, he's eligible either way, uh, which I found kind of interesting. So there is that. Now, um, lineups for them. Before I even talk about lineups, bam, who's missing for these guys? They got injuries to deal with. They've got a couple. Um, in the last game, Daniel was out questionable with time injury, so he should be back this game. Um, Nico's... Taz Caris is out with an abductor and their big out Nathan ACL. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big loss for them. That's for sure. 
Um, so yes, they're mending injuries. Um, interesting thing though, when you do read off who is in the lineup and who's probably going to be in the lineup, it's not a weak side. I will say that. Um, I look at them and go, man, they've really did turn it around as to what they are and what they do. Um, it ain't bad. Um, now they play a similar system to us. They do play the four, three, three. They rely on a target man and it and, and, uh, work from the outside from Espinoza and Cowell. I mean, that, that, that's what you should expect from them. Um, midfield, of course, you have Yule, uh, Gresso in the middle and Montero, uh, backline Rodriguez and Mensa as your center backs, Acapo, uh, is right back and Marie. Um, in truth, I think that's exactly what they did also against Salt Lake. So consistency with this lineup, I don't think you're going to see much of a shift from it. I don't think you're going to all of a sudden throw five guys at us and, and chase us. No, I think they're going to try to dictate their own style against us and play us head to head for once, which could get rather interesting. Bam, you're shaking your head at this one. I mean, it does sound yeah. like they're finally at a stage where they, they will dictate their own style. Yeah. It's their last three MLS games has been the same lineup. Yeah. They haven't changed yeah. at all. So for me, it's more who are they sub in and when. Yes, and, and depth does become an issue for them. It's not so bad. I mean, there's some familiar faces that do get into this game. Tommy Thompson's one. We know that name. Uh, Tanner Beeson, he's been around a while. Um, Miguel Taruco, um could be your left wing at some point in the game. That would be a guy we're not as familiar with. So um, there's that. Um, other than that, the other funny name that I see here is Judson. God, I hate playing against that guy. He has ways of hurting us. Um, he does. I, I don't know. He's one of those guys that does kind of smack us around a little bit um, and, and make things tough in the midfield. Um, Kikanovic, Buda, they could go in as well. Uh, we'll see uh, what they do. But, yeah, depth compared to us versus them, it is a, li <laughs> a little bit different. Um, I do say one interesting thing is they did lose their Open Cup match, so they don't have to worry about that term anymore. It's all about the league for them. Um, so cycling lineups for next week ain't a thing, ain't a thing for them. Um, they did lose to the team that we're playing later in the week, and you know we'll preview them probably at the beginning of the week next week. Uh, but yeah, uh, four three three is what to expect. They will take it to us. They will look for the target man. Um, they'll try to keep us honest and press us back on the outside backs. Expect that. Uh, but again, quality versus quality. Uh, that's where we need to step things up. Uh, missing anything on the lineup, Bam? That's pretty much it. Pretty much it. The question is us. Are we going to cycle things? Are we going to go at it? I honestly do believe that it should be treated as a rivalry match. It's an in-state team. This is a rival. They have ways of hurting us. They've done it before. I think we should take this one way more seriously than we have in the past. Um, Want to be the kings of California as well as CONCACAF? Yeah, let's do this. You know, don't cycle out. Um, I'm going to go to you, Tony, first. Um, lineup, back line. Who do you think we're going to see on the back line? Um, um, Hollington, Palacio, for sure. In the middle, could Mario is questionable, if I remember right. I know he got a little bit of knock from what I've been see hearing on mm -hmm. Twitter. But if he's healthy, Mario and... Maybe long if Kalini's not up to date, but uh, okay. So yeah. All right, Bam. I'm going backline. Holding said Palacios, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, going long and Kalini 
and send it back. Ooh, if, think, yeah. maybe okay. because if Morales just a bit niggly, sit him on the bench. Yeah, don't yeah. start him so that way he can. If we don't need him, he got a little bit more to retire. But that being said, too, when he came out in the last game for Plentia, I I would be happy with Plentia. Okay, so uh, honestly, um, I'll throw it out there. I think there could be a minor shuffle with Hollingshead sitting this one out, especially with Open Cup in a few days. Um, right, we need Palencia out there. Um, I think it would be good for this match. He'd match this matchup pretty well, and he needs minutes. Um, again, be mindful of the Open Cup. Some of these guys are definitely going to be repeating that because we want to do something in that tournament, but also realize that some of the kids are going to get way more minutes for that one. Um, so it could get interesting. Um, I'm going to go to you, to Araceli, your midfield setup. Who do you think the three are this week? Uh, for the midfield, definitely Ilya. Uh, Acosta and I'm kind of debating with saying Cifuentes because kind of how you pointed out open cup is in less than three days right after yeah. that match. Yeah. So it's, it turns into a question of, do we want to go full strength or do we want to do a, a roster rotation? But I guess I'm comfortable with right now saying Ilya Acosta and Cifuentes. There it is. Okay. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, I think Cifuentes gets to play because this game gets rather physical. Um, and Tillman will come in. I think he's going to come in no matter what. They're going to switch off for each other. My bigger question is how long is Sanchez going to be on the field? I think he will find his way off the field rather rather early in the second half. Could that be a Bogush? Could, could that be a Duenas situation? Um, but I do think Tillman starts. Um, I'll go to you, Bam, on your top line. Who do you think your strikers are going to be? Where are you at on this? Top line, I'm going the same as our game against Philly, Vela, Bogus, Bwonga. Um, I think that's just the, the lineup we've started with. Opoka will come in for Bogus, um, and then Stipe will come in maybe 80th minute to give either Bongo Villa arrest. Um yeah, that's what I see at the top. With the mid, I'd be surprised if it's not the same lineup against Philadelphia. Class C us resting Ilya for the open cup. Ooh, okay. Tony, you're 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 top. Who's who are who are our attackers for this one? Um Bongo Villa and Bogus, I feel like, like uh, okay. I feel like super sub, and then you play Opoku on coming in for the open cup. Interesting. I have a funny feeling Opoku gets a start in this one as a reward, right? Uh, that somehow he gets into this thing, um, and then Bogus comes in as a as a either sub for him or sub for for one of our midfielders because that is his natural role. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, good on everybody um, on their thoughts on this. Um, Aricella, do you have any thoughts on the lineup that you want to add in as well? I think anything could, any wrinkle we could be looking at here? Um, not really. I mean, as far as like the back line, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
And the front three goes, I do see it being the same as Philadelphia with a few exceptions for uh, Monterey. So there we go. All right. Dig it. So let's see how this one plays itself out. It's great to have options. It's great to have super subs. I will say, I think Maldonado also starts in this game. I do. I think long Maldonado is going to be our story just because of health reasons. Uh, we don't take chances. You know how this is. Uh, we go We go with the healthy guys. Um, and that'll be my last thought on that. All right. Last last look at what everybody else is saying in the community and where you guys are at on this. Um, let's see a couple comments that I saw pop up. Um, ooh, interesting. Ox had a couple comments. He just wanted to say that uh, I need to put in work, of course. Um, Tony needs to be sponsored by Progressive because he meshes them so much. Um, and, of course, scalping who? Yeah. So that was a comments we saw. That's about it for this one, guys. Um, well said by everybody. Looking forward to next week when we get our Open Cup preview. Um, hopefully we'll get on there before that match and get you guys set up. Of course, tradition dictates what we always do, our final thoughts. So we are here. This is the moment. Let's get into it. Um, final thoughts. I am going to start with Tony. Go for it, sir. Um, final thoughts is be safe up there, please. Like, it's going to be a long drive. I know it's to go to my weekend, and alcohol will be involved, of course. So just be safe up there. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, you are in a NFL football stadium, so cameras are a little bit more stricter. Also, securities might be a little bit more tighter, so watch yourself. Um, be careful. Don't do anything stupid because you may spend the night in San Jose. Or, sorry, Santa Clarita. Santa Clara, <laughs> yeah, and Santa you'll Clara. spend time in the stadium jail. There you go. Stadium it's one jail. of those stadiums that has its own jail, guys. Mm. Fair warning. And Pyro so. gets you put away. So, And this San, Santa Clara PD loves to find people and press charges. It's not like a release and go home. They press charges. I got that warning earlier this week. Like, hey, you might want to tell them. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. Watch out, guys. They like to prosecute <laughs> up there. I know. Who wants to talk about that? But I know. It is, it is well said, Tony. Oh, you have the floor, man. I just had to throw that in there. Oh, no, you're good. Um, and yeah, just you know, have fun. Uh, if you're going to the watch parties, um, I'll see you probably there. I'm not going to this one, I'm still recovering from a week long of just overall work and other things. So, I'll see you guys at the watch party if you guys go. Um, and also, with that, that's my final say. Nice, thank you, sir. Well said, Araceli. Final thoughts. Well, it's officially single the mile over here. So it, whether if you participate in the festivities or not, just overall, please be safe, regardless if it's a single the mile festival, if you're driving to San Jose or going to a watch party, just please be safe. Please be conscious. Help each other out. And overall, um, I'm just definitely looking forward to all the videos that are going to be coming out of this match especially with the 3252 hopefully causing more earthquakes within the stadium if you know you know oh yes we want to see that that nice little bounce in the upper deck yeah i remember being there for that it was such an experience spongy stadium that was fun um yeah good memories bam um just want to bring up a little thing that happened here in australia recently um there's videos going around of a ref in a state league game getting assaulted by a fan as much as i talk 
some shit about referees. Um, that that is just an, a no go and all that kind of stuff. Look, stay on the side. Tell the ref, ref they've done a bad job. You know, try and get in their head. Like I, I've done it multiple times. I've gone to games. I stood on the sideline, especially with the touch judge. Hey, touch. That's the wrong way. Should we go in the other way? It's out there. I mean, no, 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 that's a corner. No, that's a goal kick. Just little things like that to get into them. But always remember, especially doesn't matter what sport it is, parents, fans, all that kind of stuff. The refs are out there trying to do a job. Refs aren't there. Your kids can't play their sport. The game doesn't go ahead. And if any time you feel like abusing a ref, go be a ref yourself. Go try and be a ref yourself. That's the biggest thing I can do. Also, um, everyone, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo because it's been Cinco de Mayo over here for the whole day. Um, I know you guys are getting it ready over there. Always, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Phone calls can save a life. Reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. Make sure they're okay. Say hi to each other. And just be a good person. Well said, sir. And I'm I'm with you on that. As a former referee, yes, there were times when I did that. I also coached too. I know. Um, yeah, the, the abuse kind of ended it for me. I got to be honest. I, I was like, you don't pay me enough to put up with that. So I walked away from it. Um, so I get it. I totally get it. Um, and it, it, again, what we saw in the video that I saw, I mean, that was a pure assault and that dude needs to go to jail. Um, but again, be mindful of what you say. Um, you're dealing with other human beings. They have feelings. They have day jobs. Referees are amateurs here. You know, um, they're good people for the most part. They really are. Um, they're doing a job that is thankless. And so be lucky they're there because there's a huge shortage of referees in most cases. Um, and so uh, your, your treatment of them is what affects the quality of the refereeing because good people just simply don't want to do it because of the abuse. So be smart about these things, be good about these things and do it for the good of the game. Be respectful. It's not too hard to be respectful, right? Um, on my end, again, I thank all of you guys for tuning in. It's been an amazing run so far. We're at 289, 290 is next, 300. You know, it's coming quick. Um, good times, that is for sure. Uh, also, beyond thankful for my crew who always come in late night, especially Araceli, and make it happen. Uh, well done on everybody. Really amazing, amazing time out. All right. Tony, do you have something you want to jump in on? He's jumping there. All right, cool. All right. So, you know what else? Tradition dictates. It's the final word. So I'm going to start with you, Tony, since I called you out. Final word. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Araceli. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over <laughs>